Welcome to the Tank for Zach Wilson. I mean, welcome to the Niners Nation podcast. We're back here again. And, you know, the last time we were with you, we are like, Niners can win some games, make the playoffs. They've lost two since the last time we talked to you. And here we are. Season's over. But it's not. There's still three more games. And there's still some football to talk about. But it really feels like this was the nail in the coffin on Sunday. Niner Nate with you here this week. And always, uh, Leo Luna of Sports Illustrated with me. How are you doing? Um, so-so. It's, I, I wanted to say good naturally, but I don't think that's the correct answer considering where the team is at. You know why I'm in such a good mood today, despite the fact the Niners didn't look good yesterday? Is Leo this morning sent me this Photoshop of Zach Wilson in a Niner jersey. And it just, it was so well done. It's on my Twitter at Niner Nate 49 if you want to see how good it looks. It's just a great Photoshop, and it just made me really happy because we're getting really close to that being a reality every day that this continues to happen where they have a quarterback who literally can't do anything outside of the pocket or anything for that matter. So, you know, you're not going to like me because of it, but if there's anything to be happy about, it's that this Zach Wilson thing is starting to feel like it might be real uh, every single week we get closer. And as I said, we wouldn't talk quarterbacks until they lost, and they lost twice. So we're right back on our NFL draft order. The 49ers are picking 12th right now. Correct. Which is not bad. Not bad at all. Well, the best part, and let's talk about this a little bit. They are 0.5 games back of the number four pick, and they played the team with the number four pick on Sunday. I think the crucial thing with that is if you look at the strength of schedule, um, say the Cow- the Cowboys are at 488 compared to the 49ers, they're at 546. So with the last three remaining games, that strength of schedule is just completely lopsided, that it's not going to turn around and be in the 49ers' favor because, remember, the lower strength of schedule is the one that's going to be rewarded the pick unless you have, uh, say, the same exact strength of schedule record like the 49ers and the Raiders did a few years ago when they did the coin flip and got your boy Mike McGlinchey in that deal. Uh, so with that being so lopsided, yeah, it's, you know, one win difference, one loss difference, but it's just, it's more realistically Dallas got to win two more games. Uh, Chargers got to win two more games. Care, uh, and some other teams in there got to win two more games, and it's just not really likely. I think the scariest team in in this draft order we're currently looking at is Carolina. I think that, yeah, they signed Teddy Bridgewater to a three-year contract, but I still think they could draft a guy this year. I think that they have more problems on defense than they have at quarterback. I think they could probably put out Teddy Bridgewater again and draft a defensive guy, but teams do stupid things all the time. And, I mean, if anything, my hope would be they draft Trey Lance and we, we get Zach Wilson. Um, but... Carolina is the only team that is now in front of the 49ers that scares me because if Detroit moves on from the quarterback and gets rid of Stafford, then Stafford's a Niner. And I don't think people are ready for how amazing that would be. Stafford as a Niner would be insane after what we've watched over the last couple of weeks. Giants, they're not moving on from their quarterback. Philly, they Absolutely just hurts in the second round, whether he's a guy or not. That could, After one game, that's a discussion that you can't really have. Dolphins have two... Uh, Falcons, they may stick with Ryan. Who knows? They're kind of they iffy. owe him a lot of money. Exactly, they're not going to move on from Matt Ryan any anytime soon. They could have a quarterback season 
under Matt Ryan, but they're they're a little iffy. Chargers have Herbert, Dallas. You know, it's easy to say they have Dak. They they're going to pay Dak. on Dak, then that could be a potential option for the 49ers. So it's Atlanta and Carolina are, are basically the two teams right now, besides the obvious Jacksonville and New York Jets. And 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 I don't think that Fields or Lawrence were ever a possibility. It went, when this whole tank for a quarterback thing started, like I never thought those were the guys. It was always going to either be Lance or Wilson or Jones. But it feels like as we get closer now, I think the BYU season just ended. Watch them play a actually decent San Diego State team. And we're not going to talk all quarterback tonight. Don't worry, guys. But they played a pretty decent team. And, and once again, Zach Wilson showed that he can make the throws that Nick Mullins and Jimmy Garoppolo have shown that they can't make. And if you put Nick Mullins... On the, on the 49ers, we've seen what it looks like when you have an undrafted free agent quarterback. But if you put Zach Wilson on that same team, I think it looks drastically different. And here's what we'll get into real quick. I don't think the O-line is that bad. Sorry. Sorry, guys. I know you, you're going to hate me for this, but I don't think the offensive line is that bad. I think there's problems. I think that they found something in McKivitz at guard that I think that you could totally go with. Um but I'm not going to hate on Mike McGlinchey every week like everyone else is. You have a quarterback who's literally standing there like a statue, not moving whatsoever. And that doesn't help anybody. The thing is, is they can't block anybody because they're literally having to block for longer than any other offensive line in the NFL because they have 32 of 32 playing quarterback. All right, Nate, you're my guy. But Mike McGlinchey this year is terrible. Can he fix that moving forward? Possibly. But this season alone, to say he's not that bad, I, I can't get behind you on that. Because I know, he he's just getting looks, ball rushed sometimes. He looks completely awful, um, whether it's it's like he has no bottom half. It, it's all upper body, yet his upper body's not that strong to be all upper body. Um, his feet can't really move. It looks like he's stuck in cement when someone hits him with a quick twitch uh, off the edge. And when someone tries to bull rush him, it's like if someone pulled a skateboard out from under his feet. Um, it's just really, really bad. Can he get better? Yeah, maybe he goes on a Trent Brown diet, former 49ers right tackle, goes on a Trent Brown diet, and then to take some salsa classes or something and, and get more coordinated with his feet because it is completely terrible. I think you still give him a fifth-year option, though. I, that's the hardest oh, no. thing I, where I was getting. I think you give him the fifth-year option because I think you have to put him back out on that offensive line again because once they have a mobile quarterback who can make off-schedule throws, I just think that he's not going to be as big a problem. And keep in mind, if they re-sign Trent Williams, they're going to have the... They're going to have an anchor. And I think that Lakin is exactly what Kyle Shanahan needs. I like him at guard. Brunskill, I don't know what you do with, because I think McKivitz is probably going to play guard. And I, I mean, maybe you could leave Brunskill at center. I don't think he's very good at center. It's. I think that they should be looking at drafting a center or doing a free agent thing like they did with Weston Richburg, whether it worked out or not. Like, I think center is the biggest problem on offensive line right now. I think it's center because they don't have a guy who is a center. They have a guy who's a guard playing center. Right, right. I agree with that. Something I would like to see more, I guess, is, uh, like you said, McKivitz playing right guard, uh, as well as I would like to see more is Brunskill get a true position with this offensive 
line. He's played right tackle. He's played right guard. He's played left tackle. Just let the man settle in one position. That's that's something I would personally like to see because how do you expect him to develop at a certain position if he's not playing there 24-7? As far as jumping back to McGlinchey, I don't see a, a way where they can pick up his fifth-year option considering where this team is at with the cap. That fifth-year option would come in 2022. So you would imagine the cap's going to be higher than what we're going to see in 21. But McGlinchey's fifth-year option is going to be, I believe, in the double digits for his salary. I, I don't think you can make that move. because but, I mean, he's, it, they're going to run it back all, with him no matter what. all guaranteed. Yeah, they could re-sign him. Maybe re-sign him I, on a cheaper I, I deal than with that fifth-year option. I think he's going to play option. next year no matter what. No matter oh, what yeah. happens. I think he's going to play next year. Like he is the tackle there, whether people hate oh, him or not on Twitter. And yes, I agree. he says some dumb stuff. Don't get me wrong. He does dumb, dumb, dumb stuff all the time, but he is the tackle. They are not going to draft a tackle unless Trent Williams walks. Yeah. He'll be the tackle for 2021. And then we'll see what he could do for that season. And that'll determine his 2022 season. But uh, I guess Mike McGlinchey is is glad that he he knows that you're still here, Nate. I'm, I'm, just, I'm not. Sh- <laughs> I I think he has problems. Yes, he's gotten bull rushed a couple times, but I think that they are fixable problems, and I don't think he's as bad. I think a lot of it is this quarterback situation is so bad. Nick Mullins is so terrible, and he, uh, yes, he's getting beat constantly. But I think it's fixable beat. I think once they have a solid, they haven't had a solidified offensive line all year. The offensive line has constantly changed, literally all year. And I think that there's no way that Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch are just like, nope, McGlinchey's not playing tackle next year. McGlinchey will be tackle day one next year. I guarantee it. Unless Trent Williams, unless, and, then, and the thing is, like, it's going to be Trent Williams and McGlinchey. Those are your tackles next year, whether any fan likes it or not. Those are your guys. So stick with them. The thing they need to fix is center. They do not have a center. And, you know, the thing is, if they fix center and McGlinchey sucks again, they could always move Brunskill to McGlinchey. But I don't think that there's any chance that McGlinchey is not here next year. And I think that if he plays decent next year with Zach Wilson, with Matthew Stafford, with Trey Lance, whoever it be, because that offensive line is going to be better immediately next year once they change quarterback. As soon as they have a quarterback that's not just standing there like an idiot all day, that offensive line is going to look drastically better, and fans are going to be like, oh, maybe it wasn't our offensive line that sucked. No crap. It's never been the offensive line. It's been the quarterback. When Jimmy G came in that first game against Seattle, and he runs outside the pocket and nails that strike, people are like, maybe our offensive line doesn't suck. And then when Jimmy G was mobile, the offensive line wasn't as bad. And then he tears his ACL. Maybe he doesn't fully heal from it. I don't know what happened, but he hasn't been mobile since then. Even last year, he wasn't that mobile. They were just insane last year on defense. Then he didn't have to do much. They need a mobile quarterback. Jimmy G, his first touchdown pass as a Niner to uh, Lewis Murphy, former Florida Gator. It was to Lewis Murphy. Lewis Murphy. Just for anyone that doesn't remember, Lewis Murphy caught Jimmy Garoppolo's first 49ers touchdown pass. Who caught his last? Because he ain't coming back. (laughs) (laughs) So, look, I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is ever playing another game in a Niners uniform ever again. And that's my hot take of the show is that I think he's done. I think his agent is specifically telling him, do not, under any circumstances, go play for not just that offensive line, but that team 
who like because they just I think Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch are like screw it let's see them one more time like they're gonna okay. try and push for it okay let's talk about it um so Jimmy Garoppolo you believe he doesn't play Kyle Shanahan already ruled out Debo Samuel today in uh in his interview for the regular season Debo Samuel's done George Kittle would you bring him back or not uh the problem is it's like your choices at quarterback are Nick Mullins, CJ Beathard, and Josh Johnson. And for some reason, Kyle Shanahan is allergic to playing Josh Johnson. So no, I think you rest him for your quarterback of the future. I think I really think that as much as people hate that I say this, I think they should go. Shanahan should be like, screw it. I have to play in freaking Arizona as my home stadium. I've been so injured. My quarterback is literally a statue who can't throw the ball anywhere with any type of accuracy. I'm going to tank. I think that they should tank. I think the 49ers should completely just tank the rest of the season. There is literally no point in beating Dallas other than the pride of what happened when we were children. The issue with that is that's not in Shanahan's DNA. He's never going to take purposely. He doesn't care if he wins two out of the last three and then have to go trade up for his guy after that. He He's not going to be like, man, maybe we shouldn't have won those two games. No, he, he simply does not care because all he is about is winning. Um, you can debate whether if losing out is a long-term win, but Shanahan's not going to see it as that. He's said a million times um, he's, it is. Yeah, he's going to see that as a loss. Um, George Kittle, I believe... He should not play um, because let his foot get right. Yes, uh, people say if the doctors clear him, he's, you know, you just sign him to a big deal. He should be out there on the field. Why? Why? Let him rest up. Get that foot right. The last thing you want to do is get him back on the field to have a setback like what uh, Debo Samuel did. And, and now you are having these players to recover. Um, or same thing with Garoppolo, bring him back, and then all of a sudden he he has a setback um, after Garoppolo can't trade got him. injured against against the Dolphins and Seahawks um, after that stretch of games. So with Kittle, I think you wrap up the season, let him get healthy, see what's up with his labrum as well, because that's kind of been an issue that's been there for a while. So you know, let him see that. If he needs surgery on that, let him get surgery on it because right now it's a bigger time window than he would have typically at any other yeah. season because I would imagine moving forward, they're probably going to have a playoff stretch. This is the one year where they don't have it. So let your guys get healthy. Let them get the procedures that they need to get done in order to be healthy. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo, ah, I don't think he'll play. I think it's bigger than Jimmy Garoppolo, whether he plays or not, because I look at it at this standpoint. Um, Two weeks ago, Kyle Shanahan said he was hopeful to have Jimmy Garoppolo and George Kittle back. Okay, that's great. Uh, before the Monday night game, John Lynch said that they had a um, great week of rehab, that they're looking to be back on the field soon. Great. And then after the loss to the Bills, Raheem Mostert states that he thinks it's more than just the high ankle injury for Jimmy G that he thinks there's it's more than that. And then now today, Kyle Shanahan stated in his presser that he is not confident to see Jimmy Garoppolo back this season. Okay. So his agent's yes, telling him, don't do it. Yes. The 49ers did lose the last two games, so it would make sense to not have to rush the guy back. Um, but Raheem Mostert saying it's more than just the high ankle. Well, Shanahan's pretty open with the media. So is John Lynch. 
It's the high ankle. What could be more than that? Probably the future of him being the franchise quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers. So that's why I say it's bigger than Jimmy G. It's Jimmy's camp. Uh, I'm speculating here. It's Jimmy's camp saying, hey, if they're not going to commit to you for 2021, heal your body, heal your ankle, and see what the offseason holds for you. If you're not in the playoffs, just sit it out. If you're in the playoffs, ride with your guys. Do what you got to do as a team captain. But if you're not there as a team, just sit it out and heal yourself up. And I think I, I think there's almost no doubt in my mind they're going to cut him at the end of the season at this point. I just think that the, that relationship has been shot. But I think it's a respect thing from not only the 49ers and John Lynch. I think from Jimmy Garoppolo has been like, hey, we have this mutual respect. Like, we don't hate you. You just weren't what we were hoping when we gave you all that money. We don't hate you. But we're not going to play you for the rest of the season, and we're going to cut you at the end of the year. You didn't do what you needed to do. You know, you looked worse this year than you were last year. And I think we said on this show, before the season even started, that the Niners had to see more from Jimmy Garoppolo this season than they saw last year. Well, they saw a whole lot less, and what they did see was awful. So if I'm John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan, as soon as this season is over— I'm watching every quarterback in this draft's tape a million times, and I'm figuring out how I'm going to walk into Jimmy Garoppolo's office and tell him, hey, man, we're going to cut you today because that's what they're going to do. They're going to cut Jimmy Garoppolo. Whether fans like it or not, whether fans think that Jimmy Garoppolo being there for the Bills, and they are never beating the Buffalo Bills, even with Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm sorry it's not happening. The only way way they even have a chance against the Buffalo Bills is if Nick Bosa plays that game. And I don't even think they win even if Nick Bosa plays the game. The Buffalo Bills are going to play in the AFC Championship against the Kansas City Chiefs, and they might actually win, which is crazy. The thing is, is Jimmy Garoppolo is an average quarterback who has an above-average ceiling. I've said this a million times. When he plays and things go right, he looks good. Well, things haven't gone right this year at all, and he looked awful. So what the hell is the point in not cutting him? unless you have no other options and they're going to have options, especially if they lose out, even if they just lose to, if if they beat the Cowboys and they lose most of those games, there's plenty of options there at quarterback that are upgrades at this point. And I, I have to think that Kyle Shanahan's got to be saying to himself, I cannot do this anymore because if you saw his face in that game on Sunday against the Washington football team, he looked done. And in the presser after the game, He sounded like he was done. All week he said, I'm going to change the way I evaluate quarterbacks, all this crap. You know what that means? That means they're evaluating quarterbacks. And I know this is the conversation we're going to have every single week for the rest of the year for until the draft, but there's no way that Jimmy Garoppolo should for himself should play because it's just going to make him look worse. Since you mentioned Kyle Shanahan, today is his birthday, the 14th of December. You're going to be listening to this on the 15th of December. But since today, while we're recording this, it's Kyle Shanahan's birthday. And if you had one birthday wish you could give to Kyle Shanahan, what would it be? Zach Wilson at quarterback next year. 100%. The thing thing about Zach Wilson and what I watch and see is the system he runs is similar to what Shanahan does. It's not like he's running anything that's like drastically different. I remember uh, there was a quarterback... Uh, recently who he came in, I think it was Herbert, actually. Herbert came in and and the system he ran with Oregon is so different than the system he was running with the Chargers that, you know, that's why they didn't start him 
But Zach Wilson's ran a system similar to what Shanahan runs. He has a cannon for an arm. He has the accuracy. And yes, he hasn't seen the best pass rush in the world, but I feel like he still has some pocket presence. He can He's mobile. And he's throwing to freaking Dax Milne. And you, most people don't even know who Dax Milne is. It's because he sucks. BYU <laughs> has no receivers. BYU has no receivers. And he's still, he's still a Heisman candidate with BY freaking you. I mean, I give him... I give him Zach Wilson and say, have fun, Kyle, because they're going to win a lot of football games. And I've said it a million times, but they need a quarterback in the worst way. I'm going to say it's the third and 15 is a stop in the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes does not find Tyreek Hill. I'm going to go with that because if that happens, the 40 Shanahan probably has a ring. The 49ers have their sixth Lombardi. Um, if they still have the injuries this year, okay, that's fine. They could get their quarterback of the future still, but at least Shanahan will have his Super Bowl Bomb is you're probably still stuck with Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback because he's a Super Bowl champion now. Hey, let's let's not go down that rabbit hole. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that, that wasn't my intention with Shanahan no, getting get the Super Bowl ring um, because I think he's a, a coach that can get there one day. Um, yeah. I think he's a coach that could win multiple Super Bowls. Uh, but that would be my birthday gift to him is, hey, here goes this nice little <sighs> diamond Tiffany Super Bowl ring. Well, and that's the thing is, you know, people don't realize, I think, outside of 49 land, but we have one of the best head coaches in the league. And people have so have underestimated him so many times because, you know, they talk about how McVeigh has all the wins and Shanahan isn't winning as much and all this stuff. But keep in mind, people need to realize – Sean McVay inherited a stack roster that just right. shows how terrible Jeff Fisher was. Right. And then you look at that roster he inherited, and he inherited Jared Goff, which ideally isn't great, but, I mean, he's better than Nick Mullins, and he's probably probably better than Jimmy Garoppolo, too. Do you think Sean McVay is happy about the fact that he has to go trot out Jared Goff every week? Hell no. He sees Patrick Mahomes and cries tears every... He wants Patrick Mahomes. Everybody wants Patrick Mahomes. Everyone wants Justin Herbert. Everyone wants that guy. Everyone wants a stud quarterback who can run their offense. The 49ers didn't have any of that. You know, Shanahan made one mistake, and that was this plan that he was going to make Kirk Cousins the future quarterback of this team, which I think is the biggest mistake he made, bar none. Nothing comes close to that. Because he didn't look at Mahomes. He didn't look at Watson because, oh, no, no, we're going to get Kirk after this season. We're going to put Brian Hoyer out there. and You're going to Brian Hoyer out for a season. And don't get me wrong. It made sense. They weren't good. The roster was awful. When he got hired, like, he told them in the interview, your roster is awful. He trots out Brian Hoyer, and we have to watch him for a season. Brian Hoyer stinks. They bench him for this guy they draft in the third round who's also awful in C.J. Beathard. And then the plan was then to get Kirk. Well, then... They have this opportunity to get this guy, Jimmy Garoppolo, who sat behind the the Patriots, and maybe he's decent. And then they win those final games with Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. And so then now he doesn't get his Kirk. And so this comparison of Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan is so different because of the nature of what they inherited. I agree. I I think it shows more about... uh... Jeff Fisher. Mr. 7 and 9. Jeff Fisher. There you go. I had it in my head, and then you said it for me. So I think it says more about Jeff Fisher than it says about Sean McVay because Jeff Fisher is just completely terrible as a head coach. And then McVay, I kind of relate that 
more to the Harbaugh situation to an extent because the 49ers Harbaugh were way more stacked than what the Rams were uh, when McVay took it over, but it was still a really good roster. Shanahan had to rebuild a whole roster um, and then went to a Super Bowl in just three years. They basically rebuilt it in two years and then the third year made it to the Super Bowl. Um, so how I look at it is first year, fourth place in the division, so which is last, third place, first place, and then this year is going to be fourth place once again. Um, I don't really put that all on Shanahan like some people like to. First two years, rebuild. Okay, what's hard to understand? Um, I look at year three, and then this year as kind of year three is year one on Shanahan that you should be looking under a mi- microscope. What did he do? Go 13-3, and three, made it to a Super Bowl. Okay. And then year two under that microscope is this season. How many players on IR? Are we really going to put that on Shanahan's Absolutely head not. when it comes to win-loss record? No, that, that win-loss record is out the window. Give him a competent roster, and then that win-loss record is going to be over 500 opposed to being five games under 500 like it is currently looking at yesterday's game uh there was receivers open overthrown or they just didn't get targeted um and then with the receivers when nick mullins did hit them in the hands they had about i think Shanahan said nine drops uh as far as what he's calling it so it was what what do you expect Shanahan to do offensively? Uh, he's pretty limited. He's not the guy throwing the ball. He's not the guy making the read because his voice gets cut off at a certain mm-hmm. um, time in the play clock. So, And then he's not the one out there going back <sighs> to his old Texas days, the University of Texas, and catching the ball. So um, I think you just got to look at it as what is the play style? Who is receivers open? Yes? Okay. Um, then understand he does not have his personnel currently. He's missing all pro tight end. He's missing his starting quarterback. He's missing Debo Samuel. And he's missing uh, his center. That's basically the quarterback of the offensive line making the calls and uh, just making everybody a complete unit. Well, that's the thing, too, is I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is his starting quarterback. He's not the guy he wanted. He, he didn't want Jimmy Garoppolo. They got an opportunity to, they took it and then they ended up paying the guy. The thing with Shanahan is in the time that they've been, he's been the head coach of the San Francisco 49ers. They've had to make up for so much and not from an injury perspective, from like a talent perspective, you know, with Nick Mullins, it's very obvious when we watch Nick Mullins that yeah. Shanahan is literally scheming plays where Nick Mullins doesn't have to do as much. And for the longest time, I feel like, a lot of people thought that Jimmy Garoppolo was the same way, or he wasn't the same way. I mean, like he was a decent, and he is an average quarterback, but don't get it twisted. Shanahan is still making up for absolute deficiencies. Anytime any of the quarterbacks who have played for this team have played as long as he's head coach, he's never had a time where he is not coaching to make up for deficiencies. So when he finally does get a quarterback who he doesn't have to make up for all these deficiencies, I think things are going to go, are going to be even, the offense is going to click because now not only does he have a number one wide receiver, because it's obvious that Brandon Ayuk is an absolute number wide receiver. He's the second best receiver in this draft. And with a real quarterback, he probably is the best. Brandon Ayuk is amazing. You have George Kittle. You have uh, Debo Samuel. 
And so he has these guys who he can scheme open. But the problem is he doesn't have a quarterback who has the talent to get the ball to these guys. So a lot of the times you watch the film on the, the, on the All-22 film and you see guys wide open. Well, yeah, Shanahan, that's all Shanahan does. People don't realize how good he actually is. But the problem is he could scheme everybody open in the world. But if you don't have a quarterback who can make off-schedule throws or just make basic NFL throws, sometimes at Nick Mullins, then you're never going to have this win-loss ratio that Sean McVay has had. Because, yes, while Jared Goff is the same way, he's an average quarterback who has a ceiling of above average, He's been, Goff's never been injured. That's yeah. my point. The 49ers have had a quarterback miss 20 starts. Goff has never missed a start. That's why you move on from Jimmy Garoppolo this offseason is because of that. And Sean, if Kyle Shanahan could talk to you and not lie to you and tell you everything he thinks, he doesn't want Jimmy Garoppolo back. He doesn't want a guy who's missed 20 starts in three years. Why would you? That makes no sense. Well, when you look at Jimmy Garoppolo's win-loss record as a 49er starter, I think that Absolutely. says more about Kyle Shanahan. Um, the, the guy is, is he's a stud. So when you give him a competent quarterback, wow, they start winning games. Yeah. What a surprise. And then when you don't give him a, a non-competent quarterback, which is Brian Hoyer, C.J. Beather, and Nick Mullins, they don't win games. Wow. What a shocker. Isn't that interesting how it works? A competent quarterback, you win. Non-competent, you lose. That is that is weird. Do you want just competent, though? I think if you're in the position the San Francisco 49ers are in now, and you have the option, go back to the competent guy for another season, mm-hmm. and probably win a lot of games, which they're probably still going to win a lot of games if they're healthy, or find a guy who is above competent, above average, has the ceiling of elite. And I think that's what they have to do. You have to take a chance. They've never taken a chance. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo was a second round pick. If you get a if you get a franchise quarterback for a second round pick, you look like geniuses. They didn't get him. Oh well. You need to take the chance. Use a first round pick and go get a franchise quarterback. Because if you think they're they want a lot with a competent quarterback, watch what they do with an above average quarterback. Watch what Kyle Shanahan does now that he has his weapons. Because Kyle Shanahan has his weapons. He has what he needs to win football games. Heck, he had it last year, and they didn't have Ayuk. Now they have Ayuk, and, I mean, the guy, the kid's unstoppable. Okay, so it sounds like you're frustrated with the quarterback situation, correct? That's fair to I've say. I've been frustrated since the week that they lost to the damn Seahawks. Now, something I hear, it's just whispers. It's just whispers. But from what I hear, those 49ers receivers feel the same exact way you do. I've heard those whispers too. (laughs) Feel just like you. I've heard those whispers too. And I think that what I worry about most with those kind of whispers and the fact that we're media, we cover the 49ers in some sort of way and we're hearing the whispers, they're even louder to Kyle Shanahan to the point where Kyle Shanahan's thinking, well, crap. I need to figure out this quarterback situation this offseason because I don't want to lose these guys. I don't want to lose this locker room because I have a team that can win a Super Bowl with a real quarterback. Mm-hmm. And whether or not the guy is Garoppolo, I don't, which I don't think it is, Garoppolo wasn't getting... Mick Mullins is missing a lot of throws. Don't get me wrong. He's missing more throws than any quarterback they've had on this roster. 
But Garoppolo still misses throws. Don't think that when Garoppolo comes back, it's going to be magically completed passes and not running, getting sacked all the time. That's why when we come back and when this offseason is so critical in finding a quarterback who makes everybody happy, from the receivers to tight ends to the coaches, find your quarterback. So before the season started, Kyle Shanahan uh, got another six-year extension. So he signed through the 2025 season. Uh, some people wanted to say... Oh, Hey, he didn't win a Super Bowl. Why are you giving him a stint extension? Why it seems a little premature. You gave him a six year extension already or a six year deal already. Um, would you still do that if you were dead? Jed York, still give oh, him the extension? Yeah. Exactly. He's the top exactly. five coach, and he's one of the top five coaches in the league, and it's not particularly close. Mm-hmm. That's the thing I, is what he's done. I think people are really spoiled because the team was so bad. Do you guys remember uh, what was the receiver's name who caught most of Kaepernick's touchdown passes when Chip Kelly was the coach? Do you remember his uh, name? Jer- Jeremy Curley. Jeremy Curley. Do mm-hmm. you realize how bad those rosters were, fan? Like faithful. Like, come on, those rosters were so bad. This guy came in, and that yeah, they haven't won a whole lot except for last year. But this guy came in and took one of the worst rosters I've ever watched play football in my entire life. And took him to the Super Bowl last year. Yeah, what in a span like, of two years. And, and it's not like any of those. A lot of those guys are leaving, who are the reason they were in the Super Bowl last year. A lot of these guys are still going to be there. They're going to figure out something with the cornerback situation because I don't think Sherman's coming back. But they still have a lot of these pieces that can get them to a Super Bowl. So what do you think? What do fans think is the one thing that's missing them from them being perennial Super Bowl contenders? Like I'd love to know because. If you say anything but quarterback, you're wrong. Well, to make your case, um, Shanahan, with that new deal after this season, he has five years left onto that deal. He could start over and get a new quarterback for those five years because that's that when you have a window that long, Jed York's not really going to want to let him go and then have to pay him because he's making big bank as a 49ers at big bank. So he's not going to eat that. And plus, Kyle Shanahan, head of a coach. There's no reason Jed York's going to want to eat that. So he's got five years to figure that out. And, if and they let him go, it would be the stupidest thing they've ever done. in there. It'd be stupider than Harbaugh. It'd be the dumbest thing ever because he's better than Harbaugh. And I think that's a great thing that they extended him now before. Because it's. I always look at it, it's always better to extend elite talent early then later because yeah. then when you extend elite talent that goes with quarterbacks running backs wide receivers left tackles whatever head coaches the longer you take to extend them the longer feathers get ruffled and the likelihood of the deal happening decreases so 10 out of 10 i would do that yeah resigning 10 out of 10 with kyle shanahan and i'm at this point where we are in the season and, you know, they just lost to the Washington football team. And, and I don't think, I wouldn't say things are looking bleak for next season. I think they're bleak this season, but that, that was always the case as soon as they got kicked out of Santa Clara. I'm 80% sure that Lynch and Shanahan, as soon as that Seahawks game is over, are going to watch quarterback film first. I think they know 
whether or not we're hearing whispers of, of, of wide receivers talking or whatever we hear beyond the grapevine or anything, I think Shanahan knows and Lynch knows now because they both got extended. It wasn't just Shanahan. Lynch right. got an extension too. Mm-hmm. These are your guys. You're not moving off of these guys. This is the front office, whether fans like it or not. And personally, I like it. Now, give him a birthday mulligan when it comes to the draft. Uh, someone they took and say, hey, Kyle Shanahan, today's your birthday. That's going to be a mulligan. Have a redo. Uh, I think, you, I think you know where my, where my answer is going. It's, it's the, you don't take Solomon Thomas, you take Deshaun Watson. And I think that's the, the most obvious one because I think the Solomon Thomas thing was, and, and as someone who worked for Stanford when Solomon Thomas was there, the hype was there. Solomon Thomas was a great defensive player. Was he a number three overall? Probably not now, looking back on it, right? <laughs> right. But the thing is, it's like, and they weren't going to take Watson because they were going to take Kirk in the offseason. Mm-hmm. And this obsession with Kirk Cousins, I'll never understand it. I think he's a decent quarterback. He's probably like, what? If we're ranking quarterbacks top 15, he's probably 11. Maybe yeah. 12. Uh, Kirk Cousins may- is the 11th or 12th best quarterback in the league. Yeah, he may have etched his way into the top 10 this year. With Justin Jefferson being as good as he is, I think there's a chance he has. Because the, keep in mind, like, I, and Ayuk is balling, right? Mm-hmm. But Justin Jefferson is balling. Like, he's killing it with Kirk Cousins. Right. If Kirk Cousins had Ayuk, he'd be balling too, as much as Je- Justin Jefferson is. But Kirk Cousins has shown this season why he is a top 10, 15 quarterback, whatever we want to talk about. Mm-hmm. They should have not done that. Because I don't know what people were... I think it was a case of people overwatching film or overthinking it. But what Deshaun Watson did in that Alabama game the year before he went to the draft... Fantastic. It was fantastic. It was amazing. And I don't know why any... I don't know why he wasn't the number one overall pick. I don't know why people are picking Mitchell Trubisky over Deshaun Watson. I'll never understand it for the rest of my life. And yeah, he's going to rot away (laughs) in Houston for the rest of his career now. But, you know... Okay, that's so, the mulligan I would give him. The Solomon Thomas pick, I, I hate that they made it, but I understand what they were going coming from at the time. Looking back on it, it was a bad move. I would be oblivious if I didn't make that my selection as well. But for the case of having choices, I'm going to do a different selection. And I'm going to say the ninth overall pick, your boy. Instead of taking Mike, I'm going to keep saying that's your boy the whole entire episode. So your boy, Mike Bukinji. Oh I just think that he... So McGlinchey going ninth overall. Instead, I would use that mulligan on Minka Fitzpatrick. How great would that be? I wanted Minka there. We talk about I was totally all Minka. We talk about uh, safeties not creating turnovers, whether it's Jimmy Ward back there, Tarvarius Moore, or Jaquaski Tart. Minka Fitzpatrick creates a hell of a lot of turnovers. That would have been fantastic for this defense. Instead of instead of concrete feet McGlinchy. <sighs> concrete feet. I mean, and I agree with you. I think that's a, probably a better pick. And I think Minka was my pick I wanted. I think I was, remember saying Minka that night. And I was, you know, I wanted. They took McGlinchy. And I was like, you know what? Offensive tackle, just in case Staley leaves. It's a smart pick. You know, and I, he played with Quentin, Quentin Nelson. You know, there was no way he was going to be bad. And I think that, yeah, he's been bad. But I just don't think he's going to continue to be this bad once they have a mobile quarterback. I, I think that, that asking someone to block that long when 
These defensive players are so much stronger than offensive players nowadays. Asking anyone to block as long as they're having to block for Mullins and Garoppolo the last two years is, is, is really hard. And, you know, in the end, I could be wrong, and he just stinks and they didn't move on from him. But I think that that I totally agree. Minka would be a, been a bit of better pick once they already had Jimmy. But I think that, like, you only spent a six-round pick on Jimmy Garoppolo. Why are you making him everything, you know? And I, I think... I think the one and the answer to that question is simple. It's that he balled in those six games at the end of the season that year. And they beat the Jaguars who ended up going to the AFC championship game. And they're like, well, we have to pay this guy. But I think in the end, maybe they should have franchise tagged him. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a hindsight think, 2020 we're all having right now. <laughs> in that, But I think scenario. like you franchise tag him and, and watch him for a year. And then when he tears his ACL in that Chiefs game, you're like, whatever, peace, deuces. And then you draft Josh Allen, you know? And I think that one thing people forget about Josh Allen is he wasn't very good the first two years, but I think a lot of the time some of these guys take a little well, longer. Well, and he Josh also Allen wasn't... was drafted before the ACL. Who was the draft, the ACL draft? I'm trying to think who it was. Uh, they got Nick Bosa. That was the Bosa year. Mm-hmm. But who were the quarterbacks in that draft? Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. It's the only one it? really worth mentioning, Kyler okay. Murray. Well, Dwayne then Haskins, that is, that is, that is, if you want. Daniel Jones, then it wouldn't if matter. you want. <laughs> then it wouldn't have mattered. Jimmy Garoppolo was the quarterback, no matter what I think then. Oh, yeah. this, is, this is a weird thing you look at back. You know, having a conversation about these situations, it's interesting. But I think it's become pretty obvious now that the 49ers don't have a quarterback who's going to play quarterback for them on this roster next year. Well, you could have said if Shanahan just holds out on Jimmy Garoppolo. See, this is why I say uh, tanking is not his style. If Shanahan just holds out on Jimmy Garoppolo instead of the last five games, you start on the last three. Um, that could have, that would have enhanced the 49ers pick. So instead of taking a Mike McGlinchey that early at the ninth, you could have probably ended up with like the fourth pick and took in, taking somebody else. Uh, and that the probably lands. That, draft? that that was the Baker Mayfield draft. Saquon Barkley. Oh, I wanted uh, that linebacker from Georgia. That was the guy I wanted, the one Chicago yes, took. Roquan Smith. So that's And he turned out to not be that good. And they got Fred Warner in the third round that year. So Roquan Smith's pretty good with, with the Bears. Um But Fred but, Warner's better. And he's well, a third round pick. Well, yes. Okay. So <laughs> here's the thing. If the 49ers started Shanahan says, you know what, I I'm not gonna risk starting Garoppolo the last five games. I'm gonna start him the last three games, and I could probably figure it out from there. Let him learn the playbook a little more. Um, they probably lose those other two instead of winning all five. So that means the 49ers could end up with possibly Denzel Ward at four, Pro Bowl corner. Yeah, he's good. Bradley Chubb, who's going Oof. to be a Pro Bowl at the edge, went five. Yep. Or an all pro guard in Quentin Nelson, who went sixth. Quentin Nelson would have been nice. All three, 10 times better than your boy concrete feet mcglinchy okay with that i think we're ready to end the show <laughs> we'll see what happens no, with no. mike mcglinchy next season but i i think the thing is the closing thing i really want to say is I, fans need to not be so damn hard on shanahan it's not his fault i don't think any of this is his fault i think that it's really hard to figure out who your quarterback is in the nfl and i think they got an opportunity they couldn't refuse and the hype was there for jimmy garoppolo and i think that you know, they're going to have their opportunity to fix it. And if they, if they F this up and 
you know, you take Zach Wilson and he stinks, which I don't think is possible personally, but, and you, or you take Trey Lance and he stinks, then we're going to have some different conversations on the show next year. But I think that, that this is their chance. They have to nail this pick. And I think it's quarterback and I'm, I'm 80% sure I'm 80% sure that's quarterback and I'm 80% sure I might even be 90% sure that Jimmy Garoppolo's played his last snap as a 49er. All I got to say is just be ready. It's going to be an off season like we've never seen before. Um, you have a Super Bowl caliber head coach. You have a Super Bowl caliber roster. And you got a salary cap that is just going to be cut down instead of being inflated like normal seasons. And then you're going to have an opportunity for somewhere between the 11 to 9 pick in the draft. It, it's it's going to be an insane offseason. There's going to be a lot of players on other teams getting cut to try to make salary uh, decrease. So it's going to be fun. It's it's These last three games are probably going to feel like a drag. Playoffs are going to feel like a drag. But it's it's going to be a fun, entertaining offseason. Yeah, and I think they're going to nail it for sure. If they want to check out your stuff, Leo, how can they do it? You can just go ahead and find me on Twitter, at LeoLuna93 as well as Sports Illustrated, all 49ers. And if you want to check me out, I'm at, at Niner and 849. You can check out that amazing, amazing Photoshop of Zach Wilson in a Niner jersey. I made sure to pin it at the very top. Uh, here we go. Three more games in the season. We'll see what happens. Uh, I can't tell you what's going to happen because I don't know, but I think they're going to lose three games, if I'm being completely honest with you. I don't think they beat Dallas on Sunday. And I think that's, that's how I honestly feel. So go Niners. And we'll see you next week.